Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. What's different about today than yesterday and the day before? What's my audience doing while I'm on the radio? Am I answering the question why this is a good thing for them? When I'm teasing something or I'm talking about the station, or whatever it might be. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Anyone in radio more than a few quarter hours has likely heard the name Terry Patrick. After a 13-year career as a very successful on-air personality and program director at well-known stations in Florida, Georgia, and Ohio, Terry was recruited by the research group, rising to the position of senior vice president and partner. As a consultant coach to the coaches, Terry's offered insights to most of America's most noteworthy broadcasters, including stations with the Disney Family, Intercom, iHeartRadio, Viacom, Cox, and CBS. He's helped to propel nearly 60 different radio stations to number one in the 2554 demo. And this includes the iconic WBEB in Philadelphia, the 12-time Marconi Award winner for Station of the Year. Brandwell on Demand is proud to welcome the very bright Terry Patrick. Thank you. Thank you. It's important to say none of those stations were successful because they hired me. It was because we had a good team. Everybody contributed, and we worked well together as a team, and we always put the audience first. I think that's the common thread. You are too modest, but spot on, as always. You mentioned WBB, and that's a station that I would recommend as a station that does it well, and it started with Jerry Lee. I mean, Jerry Lee, everything we did was focusing on the audience, and it was like working and going to grad school at the same time because we spent so much time and so much research and so much discussion trying to figure out how we could make the product and the marketing better for the audience. Uh, Chuck Knight there is a, a very fine program director, one of the best I've ever worked with, and he's great at that. Everything goes to how can we be better at engaging the listener and, and communicating with the listener and making this a more interesting experience for the listener. And I think in particular, when we look at today at the threats that we've had from streaming Pandora and the other options out there, that that's part of our advantage is, is to provide a more engaging, personable, local, in a lot of cases, radio station. So I see that. I think uh, there's a station in Seattle, I think does a pretty darn good job at a Hubbard station called Movin. It's a CHR. That's another station I personally enjoy listening to. So it's always been difficult for me when people say, well, give me a radio station or two that I should really focus in on, or I should really mimic, or I should really pay close attention to. And I guess as a guy who does consulting, it's hard for me to think of something ever being perfect or ever being finished. Right. And I also think it, it's hard to say, gosh, here's the radio station that does everything perfectly. So when I've recommended stations to people in the past or shows like morning shows or whatever, uh, there's always a built-in prejudice, I guess, against that station or morning show because the implication is, why? Well, here's somebody who's perfect and no one is. And we're always trying to get better. I always tell my clients, even no matter how successful they are, you never see the Super Bowl champion in football canceling their draft choices. So it's never a finished product. We're always working on what, what can we get better at. Well, Terry, when you walk into situations that are new, perhaps, what are some of the basic fundamentals that you find most stations could improve upon? For me, it's always kind of been this way, but more so now. I think that one of the areas for me is, is the training of the air talent. You know, over the years, as you guys know, you know, radio stations have spent a lot of money on sales training but not a lot on PD training or talent training, you know, in comparison. I mean, some 
stations have hired consultants like me to do a lot of that. But I find today, and, and I feel badly sometimes for the program directors that got to oversee two or three radio stations, they really don't have as much time. But I think today, as we're trying to survive with, with so many options available, and I go back to what I stated originally, the opportunity to be uh, more personable, relatable in the moment, I think training is something that, that often gets shortchanged. How do we get the talents to understand the audience and how to put the listener first in their thinking process? How do we work with them to use their voice and, and the word choice in a way that comes across as we are talking to them? We are relating to them, uh, using techniques that make you sound more personable. One of the things that uh, I tell air talents when I'm doing seminars for them and remind them of is that a lot of the communications experts around the country say that the most effective thing when it comes to communicating with another human being is eye contact. And everything else is a distant two, three, four. The eye contact is so far above everything else as a, a communication tool with another human being. So I always make a point of, okay, how are we going to make up for that? You know, we're, we're, we're going into this where the most important or most effective tool is taken away from us. What are we going to replace that with to engage the listener? You know, I think there's really a, still a strong opportunity to get better at talking to them, relating to them, and, and just sounding like a more interesting person on the radio. So that's where I, I think there's a, a basic fundamental that can be improved right off the bat. So, Terry, if you were handed the keys to a brand new radio station today, what are some of the first things you'd look at to see if it's working or not? The first thing I look at is I try to figure out what the station's strategy is. What are they trying to do to fit the market and, and make itself unique within the market? Secondly, is it doing radio for listeners or is it doing radio for radio people? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I've, I've been criticized before uh, with a couple stations I've worked with, especially in a couple of the radio boards. And I just smile and go, you know, I pride myself on trying to do radio that's engaging to the listener and not necessarily the best thing for the radio producers. But one of the things I, I try to get my clients to, to answer, and if they can't answer these, uh, then I think we have a fundamental problem. That is, put yourself in the place of a, a listener in the market and answer the questions. What's in it for me? Uh, why should I choose to listen a lot to your radio station? What do I get from it that I can't get anywhere else? And so uh, that's one of the first things I listen for. The strategy, is it a strategy that answers those kinds of questions? And is it clear from the execution of that strategy that they're living up to that, that, that everything is lining up with the, what I think is their strategy or should be their strategy? And are they doing a show for the listener? Are they doing a station for the listener, I should say? Terry, knowing that voice tracking is a reality in more places today than it's not, what's the thing that you would advise talent and those coaching talent to really focus on when it comes to doing the best voice tracking? There's a, a relatively new station in town in Seattle here where I, I live and Man, it sounds like voice tracking. You can hear some people are just great at it, and some of them you just go, wow, it just sounds like they're going through the motions. But I think they really need to focus on how can I get this to really sound like a show that's live in the moment and talking to the listener? It's one of the things I like to do with, with talent is create a prep sheet that's customized for their market and their show where they answer some basic questions before they go on the air to help them come back to common themes. What's different about today than yesterday and the day before? What's my audience doing while I'm on the radio? Am I answering the question why this is a good thing for them when I'm teasing something or I'm talking about the station or I'm promoting a concert giveaway, whatever it might be. But, but having a, a prep that kind of helps you start thinking of ways 
to present content that makes you sound interesting, makes you sound like you're relating and, and talking back to the listener and not just doing radio stuff or doing something that comes off like uh, it's a rewording of one of the station imaging sweepers. Good way to put it. So, Terry, as a consumer putting your listener hat back on, what are some of your bigger pet peeves with commercial radio stations today? I think for me, it's very similar to the audience and what I've seen in a lot of research. I would say self-indulgence. And you particularly get it in formats where there's you know a lot more personality involved. Morning shows, I think uh, the sports format is, in my work is probably the most guilty of this, of any format, of getting into long breaks that are about yourself and don't have a payoff for the listener. And I hear that so often from listeners that uh, they're just talking about themselves. You know, There's some quotes that I like to use from different situations, but I've always gone back and used examples in the entertainment world of people who make a whole lot more money than we do and say, what can we learn from them? There was a movie called Man on the Moon. It was about Andy Kaufman. And Andy, I don't know if you recall, but he was, you know, he became a very popular comedian. Saturday Night Live helped that a lot. And of course, he was on Taxi. And he became very popular. And then he kind of sabotaged his own career by getting stranger and stranger and doing things to kind of get himself off. And uh, Danny DeVito is his manager in the movie Man on the Moon. There's a great quote in there because when Andy's off doing these, doing some really strange things and the audience starting to boo and leave the theaters and stuff, and he takes him aside and he says, Andy, there comes a point where you got to decide whether you're doing a show for yourself or you're doing a show for your audience. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry Seinfeld, and he said, one of the things as a performer that's really important is that you've got to learn to love your audience. And I thought that was a real interesting quote. And you step back from it, and what he's saying is you've got to appreciate the fact that you've got an audience there that wants to hear what you have to say. And that will be reflected. If you love your audience, it will be reflected in how you perform, both by how you say it and what you say. And it does come across to people because it's one of the things that bonds us as human beings. Great advice, Terry. One of the best and brightest, Terry Patrick, today. Somebody you'd like to hear from? We'd love to hear from you. Just email show at brandwithondemand.com. And if you're new, hey, welcome. We invite you to check out our archive of previous episodes, including KDWV Morning Star Dave Ryan, the amazing Jill Strata from Miami, and Edison Research's Tom Webster, and so many others. They're all on Brandwith On Demand. Now on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, tune in the iHeart app, or just tell any smart speaker to play Brandwith On Demand podcast. And please do spread the word about Brandwith On Demand. And please spread the word about Brandwith On Demand. Helping folks master the art of great radio brands and the online Brandwith strategies that can help keep your career moving forward. Please invite your friends to text REIMAGINE to 44222. Brandwith On Demand. Rebooting Radio. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is, why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. Opportunities hidden in plain sight. Brand with On Demand. We're with one of radio's best and brightest, Terry Patrick. Terry, what are some opportunities that you see that other broadcasters may find 
hiding in plain sight. I think as an industry, I, you see a lot of the focus in keeping up with the change in the landscape out there from a technology standpoint, from a social media standpoint. I think it's great, especially when they're doing it creatively, letting us know how to get the station on Alexa. But we have to make sure that the balance is still there, that we're still making the engagement of the audience a big priority, an equal priority. I think today more than ever, there's a real opportunity there in plain sight because it just seems like we're in a society where there's, A, there's less communication going on, and B, it's more divisive. So the more positive, the more engaging we can be, the more interesting we can be, we can provide escape, we can provide a connection value, we can provide more of that human touch. Uh, that humanity is a big thing. And if one of the things I work with, I've, I've got a, a radio station I'm helping somebody out with right now, and he's largely tracked. And I told him then one of the number one jobs we're going to focus on right now is putting humanity and doing it in a local way as much as we can, uh, but putting humanity into the radio station and, and, and making it sound real, relatable, personable, and mm -hmm. uh, sounding like it reflects the audience we're, we're catering to. There was an interesting comment I had years ago in a focus group for a, an AC radio station. And, you know, AC for years and years was that handcuffed over the ear going, like, rock, let's talk. And and, and, what, and didn't work very hard to be personable and relatable and creative. I, I think one of the first program directors that really spent a lot of time on that was Chris Conley at at BEB, and now he's at LTW in New York. He was great at that. But the point I'm getting to is in a focus group, this lady said, I don't like listening to that station because it's boring. And if it's boring, then I must be boring. And here's a great example of not being relatable or them or mm -hmm. how, they're, how they're reviewing how this radio station fits them in their self-image. Absolutely. Well said. Our thanks to one of the greatest coaches in broadcasting, Terry Patrick of Terry Patrick Consulting. You'll find links, videos, all kinds of cool stuff about Terry. They're available on brandwithondemand.com. Coming up, secrets to keeping your job a long time and growing with it from Michelle McCormick, the award-winning morning co-host at the legendary WLAV Grand Rapids. Learn about your audience and some co-workers, America's millennial expert Ryan Jenkins and urban morning star Didi McGuire from K104 Dallas and now nationally syndicated by Compass Media. That's a wrap, Dicker. Forget that notion that radio was the first social media. Well, it's nonsense. My vote goes to those French cave painters. But there is an important lesson we can learn from social media. Paying attention to followers. You know, that group formerly known as the audience? This time, One Minute Martinizing is all about paying attention to your followers. Find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your bandwidth be wide. Reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover Brandwith on demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwith on demand.